Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects 
vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. You are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio on The Fringe FM. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this evening. Monday, April 5th, 2021. The year continues to progress. The wheel turns. Yesterday, of course, was Easter, derived from the old pagan holiday or holigdah, the old holy day of Eostra or Ishtar, based on the spring equinox festivals and spring equinox, of course, taking place March 20th through March 23rd. Around that time, the festival that many Wiccans and pagans participate in celebration of the waxing sun as the days become longer than the nights and as the white horse rides once more, bringing light and life back to a barren, desolate, cold world bringing that warmth back to a cold world. And through this symbology and through these stories and myths and archetypes, this is the time of the year as the sun begins to wax that we see a rising, not only of the sun, but we see a rising of other things. Jesus rose from the dead. Amaterasu, a Japanese goddess, rose from the dead. Numerous, countless other gods and goddesses rose from the dead from the bowels of the earth from the physical body, which is, I think, ultimately what it represents, the immersion of the spirit of the soul in the physical material, in the corporeal body, uh, corporeal world. And we also see the rising of other things. We see the rising in relationship to the resurrection of a savior. We see the resurrection of other things like what I call the Antichrist system. We see the rising of large corporate technology companies. We see the rising of censorship, the rising of spying, the rising of totalitarian authoritarian systems that are hell-bent on eradicating any sense of human liberty and freedom. And this isn't a political point of view. This is a human point of view. It really does bother me that there are so many people that cannot disconnect from the left-right paradigm of this false politicized system. It's not that politics is a is a negative bad thing that was created to control people's minds. Politics are just different views and opinions on how society should be organized or how government should be run or how things should be socially, you know, designed. Uh, how uh, a country should be organized and run, how money should be distributed, how things should be built. That's government, that's politics, it's opinion-based. And, of course, religion is incorporated into that. Uh, I think one of the great things that we find under any system of authoritarianism or tyranny is that there's always the little light of human ingenuity, of human liberty. It's the soul. It's the spirit. Some people call it God. It's always there. There's always that that little flicker. And the proof of that, I think, is that 
whether it's been a tyranny like fascist Italy or it was a tyranny as still persists today in China. So that's probably not the best example. But places like communist Russia, places like, uh, again, not great examples, but many South American countries, uh, which are some of them are still very communist and socialist. There are so many countries that have fallen under various forms of tyranny, whatever we want to call them. And those countries that have fallen have also risen again out of the bondage of those socialist, communist, fascist states and have become risen anew and rejuvenated, like places that are mentioned uh, often by people who apparently don't know basic recent history, uh, places like Sweden and Denmark. And a lot of people say, well, those are socialist countries. Well, no, they used to be socialist, and they're still very socialist to some degree today, but their success economically and socially is not because of socialism. It's actually despite socialism. It's because they're moving towards a more open, free market, and more capitalistic society. That's why they've been able to create an environment that much of, at least here in the West, much of the Western world kind of admires, and especially people that are socialists think, oh, those are great countries. This is what socialism is. Well, to a degree, perhaps it is, but that means that when you buy a car, you also have to pay the government 100% taxes. So if you want to live in that society, I'd prefer not to. There's a middle ground there. And I'm not arguing one political economic system over another. I'm simply saying the countries fall and countries rise. Governments fall and governments rise. And there's always a flicker of light. There's always a little bit of hope that there will, all, that there will be a, a, a new day. And we see that in the mythos of humanity. We see that in all of the beliefs that humans have had and have shared and continue to this day, that it might become very dark and very bleak and very cold and very evil, but eventually it will become light and it will become warm and it will become good in relation to evil once again. And as we move through the turning of the year into the spring equinox, we see a rising of light, a waxing of the sun. We also see parallel to this, and these are just individual cycles within larger cycles. We see the rising of, again, what I call the kingdom of the Antichrist. And we see governments around the world that are cracking down on not only freedom of speech, but cracking down on human association not wanting their citizens to even come into contact with one another, not wanting their citizens to even communicate with one another. See, communication with people and creating community and and socializing is not good when you want to prevent people from being empowered and from sharing ideas. And that's because there's clearly something to hide and something to cover up. There's clearly something you don't want people doing, and that is becoming empowered. So you feed them this illusion of empowerment, and you prevent them from standing up and speaking their opinion and their belief because they're afraid of the repercussions of that. It's just classic tyranny and classic authoritarianism. But within those states, you're always going to find people that are resistant to it. And I don't know exactly all the details of, uh, you know, every governor in the United States. But just one, one example, I think, is a, is a beautiful example here for the spring, is the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. Uh, Ron DeSantis signed an executive order over the weekend that would prevent businesses from 
enforcing on customers, whether they're in stores or they're just, you know, they're uh, engaging in commerce from having to have a, a vaccination passport. So a business can't force you to show them a vaccine passport to allow you into the business. I know people say, well, it's a private business. Well, that doesn't matter. You still can't break the law. You know, it's a private business so they can have slaves working there. It's a private business so they can rape people. They can murder people. It's a private business. That doesn't, private business doesn't give you the right to break the law. I don't know where that myth started, but Ron DeSantis signed this executive order and it's going to prevent businesses from doing this. Now, they're going to try to enforce this through things like, you know, businesses won't get government assistance. They won't get government grants. I'm not sure to the extent how this is going to go, but Florida is a great example for most of you who are listening, who feel, you know, that there are a lot of dark things happening, let's say. Ron DeSantis is kind of a beacon of light, just like there are many other governors who are either doing similar things or who, who have taken this, this stance from the beginning. And one of the things that Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, said was that he doesn't want to create a second class of citizenry. And I thought that that was a, that was a, a wonderful statement because it really exemplifies what's happening, creating a second class citizenry. Now, it's not about creating a second class citizenry in the sense that the people that have vaccines and the people that participate in what the federal government wants them to do, that they're somehow better because to the people that are making these arbitrary rules that aren't actual laws and they're demanding that you follow them and they're putting the jackboot down, those people don't see either one of those classes as human beings. They're, they're cattle. They're insignificant. The creation of multiple classes of people is to create division and create fighting among people who are no different than one another. It's classic authoritarianism and classic tyranny, but we see governors and we see states and we see people here in the United States who are opposed to that. And so with the rising of tyranny and with the rising of darkness, there's also a rising of liberty. There's also a rising of light. And that, I think, should not be forgot here the day after Easter, the rising of the Savior of the world, the rising of the sun and the turning of the will, there will be dark times that will come, but there will also be light times and vice versa and vice versa and vice versa. Now, in the midst of all of this, we've seen some very bizarre things that I've talked about on this show that just, it's not even about viruses or vaccine passport. It's like you're literally watching a sci-fi movie. Like the Wall Street Journal published a story back in June of 2020, and the title was Looking Forward to the End of Humanity. Another piece was published by the New York Times on February 18th of 2021, and it says, Don't go down the rabbit hole. Critical thinking as we're taught to do it isn't helping in the fight against misinformation. And they tell you, don't think for yourself. Thinking for yourself is bad. Don't think for yourself. The end of the human race is here. Now, for a long time, me, personally, I've experienced this about 10 years, 9, 10, 11 years. This October is my 11th year having been in the radio world. And I have heard from the very beginning, you know, when you get involved in things that are all alternative to the mainstream you hear all kinds of stuff and there, there are so many things i've heard about masons and secret societies and evil cabals 
that at first, like, wow, I didn't know any of that, I, I, I thought. And that just, I have to talk about it. And I probably promulgated a number of uh, falsehoods due to the fact that I wasn't actually thinking critically. I simply was thinking based on how other people who didn't follow mainstream narratives thought. And I just thought the way they thought. It wasn't until I actually developed critical thinking skills that I learned, oh, this alternative point of view isn't necessarily right either. So what one of the things that I, you know, and most of you have probably experienced and dealt with, some of you, most of you probably are much older than I am, you've just heard all these conspiracies and all these ideas about, you know, a new world order and a world government and a world court and a world military and a, and a world currency and a world religion and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And now in 2021, starting in 2020, we've seen that this is exactly what's not just being proposed, but this is the, the actual blueprint and this is what's being constructed before our eyes from vaccine passports that are akin to the mark of the beast to a world currency because physical money is dirty and because so many people are in debt, we just need a great reset and then everything will be great, right? And those ideas have been floated to the public you know, through YouTube and social media. Great reset, all your debt gets wiped away, you get free money. Do you really think that Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum and big multinational corporations and big mega banks, you think they want to give you free money? They charge you interest if you're one second over on a payment. They don't want to give you free money. They want to control you. That's what it's about. It's about control. And a lot of this control seems very alien because, you know, like the Wall Street Journal said, we're looking forward to the end of humanity. Well, great. Looking forward to the end of humanity. What, what do you replace it with? Well, you replace some of it with machines and, you know, cyborgs and, you know, basically transhumanism. The rest of it you don't replace because, as we've heard for decades, there is an exterminist plan. I don't even want to say agenda, but there's an exterminist plan. An exterminist plan by people that are technocrats, eugenicists, genocide, homicidal maniacs, crazy psychopaths, sociopaths, people like Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab and others, and they just openly tell you what their plan is for you. That is to sterilize you and uh, merge the remainder of humans with machines to control them and have slave labor and then to eradicate you know, a majority of the population. And these things sounded crazy for so long because we thought, well, this couldn't come about because people would resist it. But what, what's actually been done is since psychologists essentially run the world as far as I'm concerned, people have been convinced, like Aldous Huxley author of Brave New World suggested, they've been convinced to love their servitude. So Christians are willing to partake of the mark of the beast because they think, well, great, Jesus is coming back. I might as well do this. This is what this is what the end of the world is. I'm going to go to heaven, which I find bizarre that some Christians feel that way. And I feel that it's even more bizarre that all the things that are so conspiratorial, all the things that are so just bizarre and weird and, you know, it's crazy... They're happening. They're just not happening the way you thought they were happening. Uh, the end of the world, Armageddon, the apocalypse, the new world order, the global government, all of these things have just been brought together. And the only thing that stands between reality and this terrifying beast system really is fear. And so here on Easter, we should illuminate that fear and we should bring about the transformation 
of our minds rather than transformation of society. And I think that would solve a lot of the problems we have. Thinking critical uh, is very, very important. And that's something you have to do for yourself. Not, not letting the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times tell you what is human and whether or not you should think and have your own thoughts. That's just very disturbing, that notion. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The month of April brings us further into the waxing of the year, from the spring equinox to Beltane. Join us on The Secret Teachings to track this turning of the yearly wheel through synchromysticism, pop conspiracy, and more, Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM. And as the sun waxes, expand your perception with a subscription to our show archive, which includes montages and my digital books. A one-time donation or a yearly subscription of $45 at the moment supports the show, the network, and you. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the subscribe tab at the top of the page or use PayPal directly with the email rdgable at yahoo.com. All yearly subscribers also get a free copy of The Technological Elixir or Food Philosophy with free shipping in the U.S. You can also buy the book separately, including the enormous compilation of Occult Arcana. That's thesecretteachings.info, and your support allows us to do what we do Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. So you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on 24-7 with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Do you want to know more about UAPs, the paranormal, conspiracy analysis, current events, and other topics that interest you? I'm Jess Rogie, host of The Rogie Report. Explore the unrevealed every Wednesday night, 6 p.m. Pacific, live here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show. You can find me at Truth Frequency Radio or on my home website, www.kevbakershow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. It's April, the month of burning when the sun proceeds into its waxing phase, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. What are we going to do tomorrow night? Same thing we do every night. Try to take over the world. This is David Icke, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. It's time you got acquainted with the real hard truth. 
This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. Did you hear that scientists recently discovered radio waves coming from Proxima Centauri? Well, I cannot confirm nor deny we are broadcasting from that neck of the woods. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. Thanks again. Um, This is very refreshing, and I look forward to talking with you more soon, Ryan. Hey, this is Anthony Tyler, author of Dive Manual, Empirical Investigations of Mysticism, uh, website divemind.net, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable, my man. Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings, our website www.thesecretteachings.info. You can go and access the entire archive there when you subscribe, get access to the montages as well, all my digital books, that's for subscribers to the archive. It supports the show, it supports the network, and hopefully it supports you, it allows us to do this show. Five nights a week, Monday through Friday. And over the years, we've transitioned from weekend shows to Monday through Friday, five nights a week. And when I first began radio, I used to think, how am I going to find something to talk about for two hours? I don't know. There's so much, but there's so little. I'm not sure. And now I don't know if uh, you know five nights a week is even cutting it. Uh, I would probably need to do seven nights a week to really you know, express you know, even a fraction of of uh, my thoughts on what are what's going on in the world but a lot of the things that we say on this show this isn't this isn't an opinion these aren't my thoughts these are these are facts these are perspectives that are aligned with factual details and i think it's important that we try not to use buzzwords and we try not to be hyperbolic and exaggerate about things that we might read or things that we we learn about through other radio shows or in television. I don't care if it's mainstream media, alternative media, whatever it is. Thinking critically is a process that that you operate. It's not a process that other people tell you how to think and how to feel, even if they are perceptually empowering you through a group or an organization or an ideology. Critical thinking is an ability to break down thoughts and feelings and ideas and that's very very important but the new york times doesn't want you to think for yourself because they say it's damaging to the fight against misinformation no it's damaging to the fight against reality because the new york times like the wall street journal that says looking forward to the end of humanity this big essay on the end of human life that they're just very excited about you know the end of human life Great, we can't wait. Replacing humanity with machines. They don't want you to think for yourself because 
the whole system seems to be designed to eradicate human biological organic life. And the Wall Street Journal has told us that, that they want total transhumanism, replacing organic life with synthetic life. And in, and in order to obtain that end, you have to convince people, because there are so many people, billions of people, and the world's not overpopulated, it's just overcrowded, but you still have to convince those billions of people that it's in their best interest to do so. And although pollution in the world and um, toxicity in water and toxicity in food, although these things are a byproduct of industrialization, a byproduct of people, companies, governments, neglecting, refusing, or being oblivious to the fact that certain chemicals and toxins and things like this are are dangerous to human health and dangerous to fertility and that they, they damage the body and all kinds of other things. Um, there absolutely are plans to poison people through water and poison people through food and poison people through medicine, whether it's to make a profit or if it's just to hurt people because those that are behind those plans are psychopaths and control freaks. Now, you see an example of that when Bill Gates goes on television and laughs about how a bunch of babies are going to die uh, as a result of COVID-19 and vaccines. And you know, 700,000 people are going to die, and the guy just, he's, he, he, can't, he can't stop laughing. He thinks it's hilarious, you know, or like Kamala Harris, when she was laughing hysterically at a, at a, at a talk a few days ago about you know, sending kids back to school and, and parents, you know, something about employment or parents sending their kids back to school. And she thought it was hilarious. Like the, the, these people can't. And it's not about Democrats or Republicans. It's about psychopaths, just like, you know, George Bush smiling through his speeches and just total and absolute anti-human subconscious Freudian slips. People that are they're 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 not. They're not human in the sense that they have the same emotional capacity that we do. And so we cannot look at world events and think that everything is a coincidence, nor should we look at world events and think everything is some planned uh, series of events. And we also can't look at so-called leaders, uh, whether they're in government or otherwise, and think that they all have our best intentions because they don't have their own best intentions in mind, let alone our best intentions. Some of these people are psychotic and like the Joker, they want to watch the world burn. And whether you're reading textbooks or you're reading the, 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 the articles like the wall street journal of the New York times, or you're uh, looking into speeches, people like Bill Gates have given, or you're reading about David Rockefeller or the, the uh, Kissinger or you're reading about the Council on Foreign Relations or these secret societies and secret groups and the Tavistock Institute, the Carnegie Foundation. You know, the list goes on and on. Things that you've heard that have become buzzwords. You read about those groups and you listen to what the people that operate in those groups have to say and with those ideologies and what they have to say. And they just openly tell you what they want. They want a reduced human population. They want the remainder of humans to be under total surveillance and total control, drugged and poisoned through water and food, sterilized and unable to conceive children. They want the human being reduced to essentially what Morpheus said in The Matrix, to a battery. And they want humans 
connected to machines in a transhumanist society to do all the remaining work for people that consider themselves elite and above the human cattle that they believe is their property to control, that they've been given dominion like Adam in the Garden of Eden over those cattle. In order to achieve that end, there are too many people in the way, so many of those people need to be exterminated and dealt with. Now, this is where the show tonight takes a turn down a different road because you think about those ideas and a new world order and conspiracies and you get this idea in your head of how those things would be carried out and how they would be done, right? When we think of alien invasions, we think, oh, there's going to be a mothership that hovers over New York City and that's not how it happens and that's not how the new world order takes control. It's not how the apocalypse occurs. It's not how Armageddon unfolds. It's not how the end of the world comes about. It's not how Revelations unfolds. It happens in ways that you don't think of. So in the last two years, from COVID-19 as a so-called disease, you know, originally it was the, the, the Wuhan virus, what we've seen is a decimation of small businesses. And for years, we used to hear about how big corporations are going to take over the world. There's going to be a handful of companies that control everything. And that's where you'll get all your food and all your clothes. And they'll just control literally the entire planet, like, you know, in the, in the movie Idiocracy. So you've seen a decimation of small businesses, and that will, com- that will continue large businesses that remain open and don't necessarily you know, restrict entrance, not all of them do, but now those businesses that haven't restricted entrance based on tests or vaccines or particularly masks, now those businesses are teaming up with the federal government to enforce vaccine passports. So you get rid of small businesses, you're forced to support bigger businesses as a result because of fear and fines and all kinds of other things. And then those big businesses then begin to restrict access. So then you can't buy or sell unless you have the de facto mark of the beast. That's how the mark of the beast comes about. That's how small businesses are decimated. That's how economies are reshaped. And that's how all the money gets sucked up by the trillion-dollar companies like Apple and Google and Amazon in particular. That's how those companies take complete and absolute control of economics and society. And then there's no competition because obviously competition is a sin. There's no competition. There's no fight back. There's no pushback. So those companies reign in power indefinitely. And with the connections to federal government and other large governments around the world, it creates an interconnected, interlocking grid of global control. That's your prison planet control, controlled and dominated and organized by multinational corporations and big mega banks, the IMF, and others that will tell countries you don't get money unless you lock down your country, unless you destroy your economy. We'll support you artificially, but you have to destroy small business. You have to destroy people's trust and independence, and you need to make them dependent on your government, and then that government is absorbed into the global body that is controlled by your IMFs and your World Bank. That's how countries are brought into this. And this is why the United States of America was founded as a series of states that were unified under a federal government. So the federal government would protect the states, but the individual states could protect themselves from the federal government. So when the federal government here in the United States says, we want to have a mark of the beast system where you can't buy or sell unless you take a vaccine, 
states like Florida say, no, you don't have any authority to do that. In fact, it's quite illegal. Okay, not as only is it illegal in the U.S., it's illegal under international uh, law. And it's a violation of the Nuremberg Code. So the governor, Ron DeSantis, signs an executive order saying that businesses cannot comply with the federal demands. And the federal government has no authority because the Constitution grants powers to the states that it otherwise doesn't grant to the federal government. And and there's nothing um, in the Constitution that gives the federal government the authority to enforce those things on individual states. So those states act as these barriers to authoritarianism, these barriers to tyranny, barriers to that kind of that kind of control and corruption. So it's kind of like the hull of a ship, you know, being double layered or having compartments that close off if there's a breach in the hull. That's what those individual states do. But if you don't have those individual states, if you don't have those individual countries, if you open up the border and flood the country with foreign cultures that many of which are bringing, you know, immense amount of drugs and and human smuggling and it just becomes this one giant criminal operation and you destroy the culture. I mean, that is, in essence, one of the first steps of genocide. You, you have to culturally decimate a society. You have to demoralize a society and destabilize it, as the former KGB agent from Russia said. So that's how the borders fall. That's how countries fall. And then they're absorbed into that global system. So the president isn't going to come out tomorrow and say, look, we've got a northern alliance with Canada and, uh, you know, we go to South America, South and North American alliance, South America, Mexico, the U.S. and Canada. And we're going to merge with the African alliance and we're going to merge with the Asian alliance and we're going to merge with the European alliance. But those things come about through different means. So there's your world government. There's your mark of the beast system. There's the decimation of any form of independence or liberty. Do you not think that these people sit down and have these discussions? Do you not think that these people plan and organize this? Well, okay, if we get to that point, how do they eradicate large portions of the population that are considered useless? How do they merge people with machines, the remainder of which will be under complete control not only by people that consider themselves elitist, but by machines themselves, according to Samsung, which in a white paper, the the company said that machines will control the next generation of technology called 6G by 2030, and humans will be uploaded into this system, and they will be organized and controlled by machines through a, a, a digital replication of the real world. That's I'm not misquoting, I'm not exaggerating, just type in Samsung, Digital Twins 6G, and you can read the white paper from Samsung, what the company is building. They're building an artificial version of reality, a synthetic sub-reality controlled by machines and AI, which, although that's not a good situation, we would, you know, none of these scenarios are, are, are to be desired, but you would hope that humans at least have their finger on that button and don't completely merge themselves with a Borg like, machine like, Ultimately, uh, an alternate race, an alternate evolution, an alternate timeline of, of, of human evolution. But nevertheless, it's a system that totally eradicates the organic biological world. It totally eradicates humanity as we know it. 
So how do they do that? Well, you'd have to do it strategically, and over a number of years, you'd have to sterilize people, and you'd have to convince people that the sterilization was for their own health and for their own benefit. Obviously, there are a number of morons who get sterilized because, oh, great, now I can have unprotected sex. You know, I won't. no one's going to get pregnant. And you have people that just, they use Planned Parenthood for abortions like it's a McDonald's. Yes, I'd like an abortion, please. And um, a lot of people that do that regret it, just like people that have gender-changing surgeries. They end up regretting that. And then, you know, all the drugs they're on, that's why they commit suicide, not because of people like uh, you or people like me who have a certain skin color. So you do this through medicine and food and water and that's no, there, there, there are no shortage of precedents that have been set in that regard, right? I mean, we've seen things like Russian concentration camps, British concentration camps. We think concentration camp, we think Germany. Well, most of the German camps were concentration in the sense they concentrated a large number of people in small places, but they were also transition camps to move illegal immigrants out of Germany who were destroying the country because they were foreign alien forces. They, they were being brought in from, from Eastern Europe that were very, very similar to what's happening at the southern border of the United States right now. And if you want to shut that down, you're racist, you're a bigot, you, you hate people. No, it's just you have to have a border or the whole ship sinks. All right, so just like you have to have uh, individual lines that determine where those countries are, where those states are, or the whole ship sinks. Now, idealistically, oh, it would be great to sing Kumbaya and, and, and just love each other in a giant orgy of 60s flowers, but that's not how the world works because there are people that are psychotic that want to control every aspect of your life. So you think of a concentration camp and you think of people that are put there because of this or that reason. Well, in the state of New York, there is a, a bill being proposed and, and it's in the legislature to determine whether people who are sick, you know, and there's no really definition of sickness, but that, that they can be put into a, a, a camp because they're sick and they could be taken away, their family could be taken away, their children could be taken away, just like the World Health Organization said, we'll come into the house and we will take away the children. You know, this, this strong accents that just, they sound like supervillains. So that's one way they can do it. Another way would be through the vaccines and the water and the food, which have been done in camps, you know, from Germany to Russia, all these medical experiments. And we know about Dr. Joseph Mengele, the angel of death, right? because he was an evil German. But you don't know about all those communist experiments they did on animals and humans up in those Russian concentration camps. So you have people that are taken to facilities today because they refuse to quarantine or they're forced to quarantine and pay the government in places like Australia, creating a de facto indefinite state of martial law and an indefinite state, uh, a state of medical experimentation, medical tyranny, turning the whole world, in essence, into a concentration camp where there are countless Joseph Mangalas that will inject your eyeballs with chemicals to see how the eye color changes or will inject experimental things into your body to see what happens. Now, I think that at this point, you understand the bigger picture. When we come back from break... I'm going to explain to you how this is done and how 
this is happening right before our eyes from the poisoning of tap water across the United States and around the world to hormone-altering chemicals that are not only in tap water but are in other things that have reduced sperm counts so drastically that one of the leading scholars of reproductive health, Shana Swan, says that by 2045, humans will most likely be totally sterile. And that's just through water contamination and, and food and environmental things. That doesn't count for the actual years and years and years and years of medical research into vaccinations that, according to the World Health Organization, would be fertility regulating so that they could literally, well, regulate your fertility, make you infertile. And that goes back to the 1970s and probably before. And it's just kind of interesting now that with all the COVID-19 vaccine talk, and it's not an actual vaccine, it's a gene therapy injection, not only are there no official safety you know, data, data points, uh, there's no safety studies on this, and they'll tell you that officially. But it's become increasingly known that receiving this gene therapy shot will not only increase your risks of, but it will very likely create an indefinite sterile state in the body so that you can get pregnant, but then the termination of the pregnancy comes shortly after through what the gene therapy drugs have, or the vaccine shot, whatever you want to call it, have done to the body. So you think, oh, it's water and it's food. Well, yes, it is. And it's done intentionally as a plan, like have been done in concentration camps and horrible, horrible dictatorships. But it's also done through the healthcare system. And most of you know that, of course. But... COVID-19 vaccines, which have been rolled out within a matter of months, in essence, compared to any other vaccine, in the medical literature, top executives at Pfizer, big medical publications, they're telling you this will induce neurological degeneration. It will terminate pregnancies. You can get pregnant, but then the pregnancy will be terminated, and there won't be a need for Planned Parenthood because you just won't be able to carry a baby to term and then imagine the psychological stress of that now you think well we won't ever reach that point i mean wouldn't that be suspicious wouldn't it be suspicious if women just couldn't have children anymore if men were infertile well don't you think it's suspicious that an, an experimental gene therapy vaccine has been introduced into the human population within a matter of a couple of months based on the fear of something that barely kills you know a, a, a fraction of a percent and that fraction of percent, people are dying of other diseases. Most of which are lifestyle environmentally based. Don't you think that's suspicious? But people accept it because that is the normalcy bias. And you can create new normalcy biases. In fact, the Associated Press published a few days ago, March 29th, Dear Normal, were you really that great in the first place? So now you go from two-week lockdowns to flatten the curve to the normal will come back soon to accept the new normal there's no original normal and what remained of the original normal is really toxic and bad we have to reset the entire world all your ways of thinking and by the way take this experimental shot which is a violation of the Nuremberg Code unless you agree to it in which point it becomes legal and then you can't carry a baby to term and this is how 
the system operates. This is your new world order. This is your global government. All those conspiracies, this is it. The roller coaster is going down the slope. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, somewhere between the normal and paranormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare. Right here on The Fringe FM. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books. Available in PDF and soft cover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hey, Fringe listeners, Dave Cruz here, reminding you that Beyond the Strange airs live Monday evenings at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on The Fringe FM. BTS is your one-stop shop for the paranormal, the bizarre, and most of all, the strange. Join me and co-host Black Sky Paranormals, Russ Bailey, as we discuss topics such as aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, and much more. Also, we talk with profound guests, authors, researchers from all over the world, and we take your calls live on the air. Go to beyondthestrange.com and learn more about the show, guests, times, free registration for our newsletter, merch, and much more. Again, that's Beyond the Strange, Monday evenings, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. And as always, stay strange. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The month of April brings us further into the waxing of the year, from the spring equinox to Beltane. Join us on The Secret Teachings to track this turning of the yearly wheel through synchromysticism, pop conspiracy, and more Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM. And as the sun waxes, expand your perception with a subscription to our show archive, which includes montages and my digital books. A one-time donation or a yearly subscription of $45 at the moment supports the show, the network, and you. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the subscribe tab at the top of the page or use PayPal directly with the email rdgable at yahoo.com. All yearly subscribers also get a free copy of The Technological Elixir or Food Philosophy with free shipping in the U.S. You can also buy the book separately, including the enormous compilation of Occult Arcana. That's thesecretteachings.info, and your support allows us to do what we do Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. 
you'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in paranormal talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Yo, hi there. It's Gigi from Shift Happens. Just stopping by to tell you to stop it. Stop that. Stop that thing that you're doing. And redirect all of your attention right directly back here to the Fringe FM. This is Jess Rogie, host of the Rogie Report, and you're listening to the Fringe FM, KTLK, digital broadcasting. Are you thinking about creating a podcast but don't know where to start? Do you really want to have to learn all this stuff? Individual track processing, enhanced and improved sound quality, edit out those awkward pauses, slips, mix, multiple clips and tracks, back volumes, deliver consistent sound, live podcast production, show notes and SEO optimization, episode upload to hosting, live call screening, balance levels and loudness, measure broadcast standards, full branding packages, logo design, podcast site, website, show artwork, video and audio production, gotta do video. Or do you just want to get on the mic and get your ideas out there? The Fringe FM team is here to help with all of your podcasting, audio and video production needs. From simple podcast to audio enhancement, our professional production staff will make it easier than ever to create the podcast you desire. The biggest thing is time. A lot of people that podcast don't have time. Time is like a really valuable currency next to cost. It's even more important than money. Why waste your time doing all this stuff? This is what we can do for you. Think about like the hours and the money you're going to have to put into doing all this by yourself. Doesn't make sense. It's going to take you months to launch. If we did it for you, we could do it tomorrow. Visit thefringe.fm, join our team and get jump started on your podcast today everything is awesome everything is cool when you're part of a team it's april the month of burning when the sun proceeds into its waxing phase right here on ktlk digital broadcasting the fringe fm what are we gonna do tomorrow night same thing we do every night try to take over the world join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination where happiness is an illusion where the past, present, and future all co- coexist on the same timeline. Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings right here on The Fringe FM. The music tonight is by White Bat Audio and Secession Studios. You can find them on YouTube. You can also download The Fringe FM app for free for your mobile device to listen to the network 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And subscribe to The Secret Teachings archive, which includes our montages and more at www.thesecretteachings.info. If you'd like to contact the show, the email is on the website, or you can simply type in r-d-g-a-b-l-e, r-d-gable at yahoo.com. And that's also our PayPal email. We don't really ask for donations anymore. We just ask you to subscribe to the show because then you get content for it. But that is the PayPal email for subscriptions and for donations We have my books on the website as well. I do the self-publication. I got rid of the publisher a while ago for a number of reasons. Uh, All the books are in stock. Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy and the Technological Elixir, and it supports the show 
It supports the network and it supports you. The Associated Press, which is probably one of the most well-known, most respectable sources of news in the mainstream, published a story that says, Dear Normal, were you really that great in the first place? And it's basically a letter, and who knows if the author actually authored it or it was written by some think tank or some group, and then this person's name was put on it. And it's about how the new normal is really the old normal, and the old normal isn't really the old normal. The old normal really wasn't that great. The new normal is the normal that we need to accept because this is just how things are, and this is the new world, and this is the new order. You see, you thought the new world order was going to come about because there were going to be UN soldiers on the street. No, 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 no. The new world order is an ideology like the Illuminati. The new world order is an ideological state. The new world order is a new perception, a new paradigm, a new zeitgeist that's been created. That's the new world order. And in this article, it talks about growth and change. It says, for all the growth and change and adaptation that has happened in the past year, it's hard to even define what a post-pandemic normalcy might mean. The dictionary defines it simply as conforming to a standard, usual, typical, or expected. Is that really what we want? See, is that really what you want? Do you really want something to be expected? Or do you want to live in a world where things are unexpected, where the World Health Organization could bust down your door in the middle of the night and take your kids because, well, you made a social media post they didn't like, but they'll tell you it wasn't because of the social media post. That doesn't exist because you've already been blocked and banned. It's because your children could be sick. So they're going to take the kids away and they're going to take them to a facility somewhere and they're going to keep them. They're going to keep them nice and warm and they're going to keep them comfortable. And they're going to make sure those babies are really, really happy at those facilities. You know, like the Virginia governor, we keep them comfortable. We, I, when I make the decision to kill the babies, then, then that, that is the abortion. They could be four years old, five years old. We might kill them when they're 20. But it's my decision as the governor to determine when we kill the babies. And then New York, you know, the legislature in New York, they, kill the ba- they, they sign this law that they can just kill babies after they're born and de- Determine that that's abortion because they don't classify it as birth until the doctor decides. And then they light up the One World Trade Center pink and everybody's cheering and clapping. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, well, I don't like using the buzzword, but I can't think of any other word except it's a satanic cult of human sacrifice is what it sounds like. To me, that seems a little bit evil, but maybe you just think it's women's rights. I don't know if that is that women's rights. Is it women's rights once you've had the baby to kill it? Is that is that your body, your choice, or shouldn't I mean the baby's alive? I find that bizarre. I'm sure people think I'm a conservative. I'm not a conservative. But it says without normal, this is the AP article, without normal, the path forward is more open, the opportunities perhaps broader. What if there's a whole lot of amazing that stands to be lost if normal returns? What if, instead of banking or normalcy, we focused on the one-of-a-kind ability to adapt and evolve? Maybe that's the way forward. Instead of simply reconciling with what was and trying to recreate something that's already had its day. You know, you know, normal, like when you could go to a, a sporting event or a concert, when you could go to the park and you didn't have people that would police you, thinking that they're superior to you because they wear masks that you know are toxic to the body, some of them that have graphene, or many of them that 
are so restrictive like N95s because it blocks out 95% of air because it's not about reducing transmission through particulates and because of viruses. It's because they're reducing the amount of air that you can breathe and the amount of air that exhale, that you exhale. So yeah, you're, you're going to be less likely to transmit those droplets for which there aren't viral particulates in according to the mainstream literature because they've never documented or proven that in any mainstream or even alternative literature. It's nowhere to be found in the medical literature. So of course... If you have an N95 on, you're a better person and you get to make the determination as per how other people live their lives. Do you want to go back to the new normal where you can go to a sporting event without a vaccine? See, this is what the news and what these, these, these publications do. They create doubt. They create the moral question. They plant these seeds so that you begin to think you know what, maybe the, the old normal before the two weeks to flatten the curve, maybe that wasn't that great. I'd like to live in a world where we have all these opportunities, right? It's a wonderful life, a, a life of utopia, right? You get all these things that, that could happen. Why would you want things that can be expected? Because you have all these things that could happen. Think of the possibilities of not owning anything anymore. Think of the possibilities of never having to work again. Well, you'll never have to work again because you'll be forced into slave labor. You'll never have to work again because you'll have your throat slit. And don't worry about birth control. You don't need to worry about birth control. You'll be sterilized, so it's okay. You can have unlimited sex. But then you won't actually be able to have sex either because you'll have no sex drive because of the hormone altering chemicals and drugs that you'll be forced to take and that will be placed into your food and water in probably more incredible doses than you have today. Oh, and you won't actually be able to even make that decision for yourself whether you want to, uh, you know, you want to eat uh, a steak or you want to eat a salad because, well, the global government will determine that you need to eat maggots and insects and you'll need to probably eat some, you know, crickets because those that got a lot of protein in them Get some maggot ice cream and cockroach milk. Oh, yeah, yummy, delicious things that CNN tells you that you have to drink and that you have to eat because you're a useless peasant, a useless bottom feeder. You need to eat insects, you human scum, while the chancellor gets the entire train of real butter and they get the meat and they get whatever else that they want because they are God and you are a peasant. You understand the feudal system that's being established? You understand the feudal world that's being reintroduced? But no, it's just a great opportunity. It is a great opportunity. If you're an elitist to destroy the free world and to control the remaining people that exist and to have total domination over the entire planet, yeah, that's a lot of opportunity, but it doesn't benefit you. It doesn't benefit me. So how does all this come about? How do you eradicate the population? I've told you how the New World Order has come about. And I've told you how the, the Illuminati exists. It's an ideology. It's a perspective. It's an idea. I mean, the Illuminati was a Bavarian secret society founded by the Bavarian law professor Adam Weishaupt in 1776. But the Illuminati is also a concept and an idea. It's an ideology. It's a way of governing, a way of controlling. Just like the New World Order is a concept. It's an idea. It's an ideology. It doesn't come about because soldiers with NWO painted on their helmets, come to your door and take your kids under no precedent whatsoever. That's never happened in history, by the way. There's always a precedent. There's always a reason. 
The reason this time is disease. And so they write, you know, Crimson Contagion and Dark Winter and Clade X and Event 201 and SPARS, the new SPARS pandemic, 2025 through 2028 or 2024 through 2028, the SPARS pandemic. Look that one up. SPARS pandemic PDF. You should pull up a copy of it. That's not for another four years. That scenario. So then it becomes legal because they're telling you what they're going to do as they do it. Right? You want proof of that? Let me show you proof of that. Shana Swan, leading scholar of reproductive health, says by 2045, because of chemicals like bisphenol A and phthalates interfering with hormonal function, humans are likely to be sterile, infertile, unable to conceive children, right? In October of 2020, I pulled this article out. I think it ties it all together. The Centers for Disease Control said that the coronavirus thrives where poverty reigns. Low-income communities, particularly those in which people of color live, have a higher risk than their wealthier white counterparts of becoming coronavirus hotspots. Now, this isn't about race. This is about actual science. It's not about black or white. It's not about even high or low income. It's about places of poverty, places where there isn't, proper access to food. The environment is usually dirtier and therefore more toxic. And in some places like India and countries that are considered third world where they don't have running water or they have limited running water, they barely have sanitation practices at all, that's where you still find your smallpox. That's where you still find your infectious diseases today. Now, one wonders how vaccines could have eradicated those things if they still exist in parts of the world where there's filth and decay. It's not because of a virus. It's because of filth and decay. It's because of feces in the street. It's because of urine in the street. It's because of trash rotting. It's because of people not cleaning. It's because of hygiene. That's why people in those areas are sick. It's, it's with, with rabies, with smallpox, polio. It's because of toxicity in the environment. It's because of pollution. It's because of poor hygiene and living conditions. That's why people are sick. That's why people become infertile. And this is just a byproduct of industrialization. Then you think a byproduct of industrialization can cause this. What if you weaponize that byproduct and you intentionally induced those states? If you intentionally induce those states, then we end up with something a little more sinister. Forbes magazine published April 1st, not an April Fool's joke. Exposure to harmful chemicals and plastics increase risk of postpartum depression in pregnant women. Now, although that seems like kind of a niche article, the study published in the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism looked at 139 pregnant women and their levels of bisphenols and phthalates in their urine as well as their sex hormone levels in blood samples. What they found was that women with higher levels of phthalates in their urine were more likely to develop postpartum depression. Now, so many women develop this that the medical industry just says, well, women that develop this, it's very normal to have it. Well, so they've now normalized chemical toxicity in the same way that Shana Swan, leading scholar of reproductive health, said that these two things, bisphenol A and phthalates, cause infertility. 
They cause depression. They interfere with hormones. They interfere with the body's natural processes. Now, they might be a new normal because, well, yeah, women, they get pregnant. They crave cake and they get, they get fat and obese and depressed. That's just a new reality. That's not how things have always been. It's not normal for a woman to become obese when she's pregnant. It's not normal for a woman to crave cake when she's pregnant. It's not normal for a woman to be depressed, but it's become normal. And that's because of chemicals, both highly toxic and usually not associated to be toxic, things like your wheats and your sugars, things that are processed, that you're addicted to like heroin. So that becomes the new normal. Another report, March 31st, 2021, from The Guardian and Consumer Reports, in a nine-month investigation, found alarming levels of forever chemicals, arsenic, and lead in samples taken across the United States. In various locations, virtually every single sample detected lead, detected arsenic, etc., etc., etc. More than 35% of the samples had forever chemicals way above the recommended maximum. 8% of the samples in one particular case had arsenic at levels way above what is considered safe. Arsenic's not safe at all, but lead was detected in 118 of 120 samples. And the levels for these forever chemicals, many of them were off the charts. And this is a very, very long article. And it explains arsenic as a toxin in the water, lead, and they even say that there's no, there's no safe amount of lead. There's no safe amount of arsenic. There's no safe amount of mercury. But that's the new normal, too. A little bit of mercury is okay. A little bit of arsenic's okay. A little bit of lead, it's okay. They don't tell you about the bioaccumulation. They don't tell you that there's another way to look at it scientifically, and that is you might get a little dose, but then it absorbs you're absorbing this through other things and it begins to accumulate and then you get sick and then, oh, I have a disease, I have a virus. No, you've been exposed to environmental toxicity and, and you're sick. It's not because of a virus and you're not better because of a vaccine. And if you are, bec- are better because of some you know hardcore chemical drug, it's because that shut down parts of the body that otherwise would respond to toxicities in the environment. Now, Obviously, you have genetic mutations that cause issues that could be shut down and switched on and off. Then you start talking about genes. You start talking about gene therapies and curing disease. And then you find that vaccinations, which were developed from the idea of inoculation, where they'd cut somebody's skin and they'd rub the pus from a, from a sore into the skin. And they would say, you've been inoculated with the virus when the virus was just a toxic substance. It was... It was like pus. It could be any toxic substance. You transfer it over, you've transferred the virus. It could be pus, it could be blood. And you've done that directly into the skin. Of course, there's going to be an infection. Of course, there's going to be some kind of of sickness that results. It's not a viral particulate because the definition of the word has changed. You know, look it up in the dictionary. So now a vaccine has... Uh, based on the idea of inoculation, which was erroneous and, and fraudulent and, and, and false, uh, now has been weaponized and turned into something that can be used 
to sterilize people and to make immense profit. And I wonder if you refused the COVID vaccine, but you said, hey, I'll pay for it. I just don't want to inject it into my body. I wonder if they'd be interested in that. I wonder if they'd accept payment for it, but then not give it to you. Probably not, because for all the people that say it's about money, it's not about money. It's about what that vaccine does to you. Now, in 1992, the World Health Organization, the World Bank, and women's health advocates, gotta love women's health advocates, they're all about women independence and women freedom, you know, freedom from those pesky babies. They got together in Geneva, Switzerland in August of 1992, and they discussed fertility-regulating vaccines. I have the World Health Organization document. And if you read it, it will tell you about these anti-fertility vaccines and when they were uh, developed. Uh, the development of these vaccines goes back to 1973. This was published in 1993. The meeting was in 1992. At least that's the, the documentation I have in front of me. That's what it, that's what it says. It goes back to 1973. The document says it goes back two decades research into fertility regulating vaccines. That's what the paper says. I can't be any more clear than that. That's what the paper says from the World Health Organization. You go back to 1973 when they began developing these fertility regulating vaccines, and that also aligns with what Shana Swan, the reproductive health scholar, said that Western countries have seen sperm counts plummet by 59% since 1973, the same year that global bodies and women's health groups, because they care so much about women, have been developing vaccines to sterilize and make infertile human beings. From bisphenol A and phthalates to fertility-regulating vaccines, you read the literature and you find that there's a plan. Now, if you're a eugenicist, one thing people probably know about eugenicists is that eugenicists believe that the elderly are useless, even more useless than the average person. They believe the elderly should be exterminated and done away with. COVID-19 has brought us an excuse to eliminate the elderly under various contexts and pretenses. So if you just killed the elderly, that's suspicious. But if the elderly die from being disconnected from their families, that's well known. There's actually medical... Uh, uh, literature on that subject of of dying of a broken heart, you know, like a husband dies after his wife dies after you know after like eighty years of of life or being being married for fifty sixty years or something. There's an actual they call it broken heart syndrome. It's a stress induced cardiomyopathy, or they call it takeout subo cardiomyopathy. Even if you're healthy. It's just called broken. It's like recognized by the medical industry, broken heart syndrome. So you die. So you remove the families and you remove the children, the grandchildren, the moms and the dads and the daughters and the sons, and you get rid of all that. And the the old generation, they die alone and they die sick. And so that's just an easy way to get rid of the elderly. And then you read stuff like this. CNN published a report back in December called... Why vaccinate our most frail? 
And in the document, it talks about uh, the, this woman who is uh, part of the article. Her last name is, I can't remember her uh, first name, is Kelly Moore, doctor, associate director of the Immunization Action Coalition. And this is what she said. Listen to this. Quote, we would not at all be surprised to see, coincidentally, vaccination happening and then having someone pass away a short time after they receive a vaccine. Not because it has anything to do with a vaccination, but just because that's the place where people at the end of their lives reside. They reside on the verge of death. So if they reside on the verge of death, Kelly Moore, why give them the vaccine to begin with? Because you are exterminating them. That's why. You're exterminating them. That's why. You're an exterminator. You're a eugenicist. You're a psychopath. You're anti-human. That's your ideology. You might not even be human in the traditional sense of the word. We're not sure. What we are sure of is this. According to a petition, some of you have probably heard about this, filed on December 1st, 2020, Dr. Wolfgang Wodarg and Dr. Michael Yeadon in the European Union sent out an urgent petition about the COVID-19 vaccine. And this is what it says. I'm going to read you. It's a 43-page petition. It's very large, but I'm going to read you what it says in section XI. Several vaccine candidates are expected to induce the formation of humoral antibodies against spike proteins of SARS-CoV-2. This word here is something that you need to remember. It's spelled S-Y-N-C-Y-T-I-N. Syncytin, one, which is derived from human endogenous retrovirus and is responsible for the development of a placenta in mammals and humans and is therefore an essential prerequisite for a successful pregnancy, is also found in the homologous form in the spike proteins of SARS viruses. There is no indication whether antibodies against spike proteins of SARS viruses would also act like anti syncytin 1 antibodies. However, if this were to be the case, this would then also prevent the formation of a placenta, which would result in vaccinated women essentially becoming infertile. To my knowledge, Pfizer-BioNTech has yet to release any samples of written materials provided to patients, so it is unclear what, if any, information regarding potential fertility-specific risks caused by antibodies is included. This means that it could be, or it could take, a relatively long time before a noticeable number of cases of post-vaccination infertility could be observed. Exactly. I just told you that a moment ago. That's exactly. You would not be able to determine that until much later. And then, oops, checkmate. Too late. Now, here in front of me, I have a document from... This is a, this is a, a fact sheet for healthcare providers administering the vaccination emergency use authorization the EUA of the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine to prevent coronavirus disease 2019. And the FDA provided emergency approval of this, remember? Emergency approval. And it says the FDA has authorized the emergency use of the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine. It's not an FDA-approved vaccine. And this is what vaccine recipients and caregivers are supposed to tell or be told that the FDA has not approved the vaccine, that the recipient or the caregiver has the option to accept or refuse the vaccine, 
the significant unknown and potential risks and benefits of the vaccine and the extent to which those risks and benefits are unknown are supposed to be told to the caregiver and the recipient and the information about available alternative vaccines and the risks and benefits of those alternatives. This is the information that healthcare providers are supposed to inform you about. No safety data, not approved, no known risks, no unknown risks. They have no idea. But we do know, based on this petition of Wolfgang Wodarg and based on the UN report back in 1992, going back to the 1970s, we know exactly what these vaccines are going to do. They're not even vaccines. They're fertility-regulating shots. They're gene therapies to alter your DNA. It's not a conspiracy theory. Jesus Christ. It's reality. And it's in the literature from the World Health Organization, the World Bank. It's in the literature. Top executives at Pfizer. Even the World Health Organization's top scientist on vaccines said vaccines are killing people. It's the adjuvants and the additional things they add to them. People are dying in poverty of COVID-19 because they're in poverty, because they don't have access to food and clean water. They don't have access to to, to certain kinds of, of, of cleanliness measures. That's what makes people sick. Hygiene. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Brian Gable, five nights a week on The Fringe FM. And join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm the last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's thesecretteachings.info and The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir. Black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. The month of April brings us further into the waxing of the year, from the spring equinox to Beltane. Join us on The Secret Teachings to track this turning of the yearly wheel through synchromysticism, pop conspiracy, and more Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM. And as the sun waxes, expand your perception with a subscription to our show archive, which includes montages and my digital books. A one-time donation or a yearly subscription of $45 at the moment supports the show, the network, and you. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the subscribe tab at the top of the page or use PayPal directly with the email rdgable at yahoo.com. 
All yearly subscribers also get a free copy of The Technological Elixir or Food Philosophy with free shipping in the U.S. You can also buy the book separately, including the enormous compilation of Occult Arcana. That's thesecretteachings.info, and your support allows us to do what we do Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then they, the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> it's like you're all working for the same guy. It's April, the month of burning when the sun proceeds into its waxing phase. Right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. What are we going to do tomorrow night? Same thing we do every night. Try to take over the world. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable, your host, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. The day after Easter, the rising of the Savior, the rising of the waxing sun, the spring equinox on March 20th, the festival in pagan and Wiccan tradition, the 20th through the 23rd. It's called Ostara, or the Ishtar egg, Ishtar the Babylonian goddess, very similar to Aset or Isis, the Greek and the Egyptian names. And, of course, Eostra, the European goddess. Eostra, Ostara, Ishtar, the Eostra celebration. And through the rise of the waxing sun, we are guaranteed life and light and warmth, but we're also guaranteed the decay of that sun and the rising of darkness and the waning sun. And so... Much like with the rising and the setting of the sun each day and every year, the cycles the sun goes through, the cycles of all nature, we see the rising of authoritarianism and the parallel rising of resistance to that authoritarianism. I want to take you back to 1973, the year that researchers like Shana Swan found that sperm counts have been reduced by 59%. 59% since 1973 to 2011 based on the data. Politico even reported this on March 10th, 2021. Shana Swan, leading scholar of reproductive health, found that sperm counts have plummeted since 1973. I did a little bit of digging, a little bit of research, and I found a document from the World Health Organization with women's groups because women love... You know, they love their children so much, they want to make sure they're unable to have them. 
the women's rights groups. Oh, it's so it's so wonderfully feminist. And the name of the document with these women's groups, the World Health Organization and the World Bank, UNDP and the UNFPA, published in 1993, discussed in 1992, fertility-regulating vaccines. And the fertility-regulating vaccines, the document says, have been developed since 1973. 1973 roughly is the year in which sperm counts began to decline drastically. Now, whether this is specifically for women, specifically for men, the point is fertility regulating vaccines are meant to do one thing, regulate your fertility, make you infertile, control your reproduction. And this goes again back to the 1970s. The article, and it's a very large document, the article, the document says, This novel approach to birth control is being considered in terms of the value that such vaccines might have for future users. The information is presented, therefore, from the perspective of new technology developed and is not in terms of family planning policy. It is well recognized that fertility regulating vaccines, like any other method of birth control, will be an attractive option to some users and an unattractive option to others for a variety of reasons. The object objective in developing FRVs is not to produce replacements for existing birth control technologies, but to widen the choice of safe, effective, acceptable, and affordable family planning methods. So they wanted to have vaccines that people would willingly take to become sterile and infertile. However, people realize you're a psychopath. So what do you do? You convince people there's a disease that you could get vaccinated against. And then people willingly say, I give my consent. And then they get the vaccine and then they become sterile. According to Wolfgang Wodarg and another scientist from the EU, Michael Yeadon, another doctor from the EU, Michael Yeadon, wrote in a petition to the EU about the COVID-19 vaccine that the vaccine would actually because there's no data on this, essentially, and the data that does exist is not good. It shows prions disease. It shows infertility. And the thing that they, 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 they penned, it's a 43-page report, it talks about how the placenta would be prevented from formation, resulting in vaccinated women essentially becoming infertile. And it would be a long time before we'd find how many women became infertile as a result of these vaccines. And it says in the petition that Pfizer, BioNTech have not released any samples of written materials provided to patients. And it's unclear if any instructions, information, etc., 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 were given regarding potential fertility or pregnancy-specific issues. However, there is a document that I have a copy of here, and it was published in uh, and what was revised in December of 2020, which is the same month that this petition came out in the European uh, Union. It was sent to the European Medicines Agency, Committee for Human Medicinal Products, and the COVID-19 EMA Pandemic Task Force. And it tells you in this document fact sheet for healthcare providers. This is a Pfizer. 
fact sheet for healthcare providers administering vaccine. And, and if you don't recall that this was within like what, eight months, nine months, they developed this and had this whole paper ready to go. Here's what it says. Tells you about adverse reactions. We're not speaking about those, but adverse reactions are not the body's you know, response to the vaccine in the sense that the vaccine's working, in the sense that it's going to prevent disease or it's going to prevent transmission of disease. It's the body responding to being poisoned. And it says this, information to provide to vaccine recipients and caregivers. So caregivers and people administering these vaccines and recipients of the vaccines are supposed to be given this information. Here's what the information is. As the vaccination provider, this is from Pfizer. This is from the Pfizer fact sheet for the vaccine. And if you, you want to call Pfizer, the number right there, one 829-2619. That's one 829 2619 Call them and ask them about it. As the vaccination provider, you must communicate to the recipient of their or, or their caregiver information consistent with the fact sheet for recipients and caregivers and provide a copy or direct the individual to the website to obtain the fact sheet prior to the individual receiving the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine. This is what you have to inform them about. This is what you should be informed about. The FDA has authorized the emergency use of the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine, which is not an FDA-approved vaccine. The recipient or their caregiver has the option to accept or refuse Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine. The significant known and potential risks and benefits of Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine and the extent to which such risks and benefits are unknown. Information about available alternative vaccines and the risk and benefits of those alternatives. Obviously, you can refuse the vaccine. Obviously, you can tell them no. They're supposed to tell you that there ain't no safety data on it. They don't know. They didn't do the studies. Well, the reality is they did the studies. They know exactly what it is. It's a fertility-regulating gene therapy shot that does God knows what to the rest of your body. I have another document from Pfizer, an FDA briefing document published in the same month. December of 2020, where they talk about the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine, the eight cases of COVID in the vaccine group, and the 162 cases of COVID in the placebo group. And this is how they're informing the FDA and telling them, look, it's very, very effective out of over 44,000 recipients. I think it was 44,661. There were 170 cases of COVID-19. And in the vaccine group, out of tens of thousands, there were only eight. In the placebo group, out of tens of thousands, there were only 162. So out of tens of thousands, to 95% effectiveness rate for those who got the vaccine, let's do the math. Out of the tens of thousands who got the COVID vaccine placebo, 162 got sick. Now, if they all got sick, that's one thing, but only 162 got sick, and there's so many variables that aren't described Please explain to me what the percentage would be if only 162 people got sick out of tens of thousands. Basically meaning that you have a 90 plus percent effectiveness rate of the vaccine based on the fact that you don't really have much of a chance of getting sick to begin with based on the fact that in the placebo group, you're over 90% likely not to get sick even without the vaccine. And that is in the Pfizer literature. 
And it says, based on the totality of scientific evidence available, it is reasonable to believe that the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine may be effective in preventing COVID-19 in individuals 16 years of age and older. May. May. They may be. Maybe. Well, now they're saying it doesn't prevent disease. It doesn't prevent transmission. It doesn't do any of this stuff. So what exactly does it do? Well, probably makes you infertile. Another document, information for UK healthcare professionals. You could look this one up, type in that. Mixed with COVID-19. REG174 information for UK healthcare professionals. Type in that. COVID-19 PDF. You should find it. And this is what it says in section 4.6. This is from the UK. So we got the we got the EU and then we got the e, the UK, we got Pfizer saying the same thing. That's what it says, fertility, pregnancy and lactation. There are no or limited amounts of data from the use of COVID-19 mRNA vaccine BNT 162B2. Animal reproductive toxicity studies have not been completed. COVID-19 mRNA vaccine is not recommended during pregnancy for women of childbearing age. Pregnancy should be excluded before vaccine. In addition, women of childbearing age should be advised to avoid pregnancy for at least two months after their second dose. Well, you won't be able to have that at all because it will prevent the formation fully of the placenta. And they even tell you it is unknown whether COVID-19 mRNA vaccine BNT 162B2 has an impact on fertility. Well, they know it has an impact on fertility. And so if Pfizer and the EU and Top scientists are saying, look, we have no data on this. The evidence we have suggests it will prevent the formation of the placenta. It will create infertility. This is really dangerous, and we can only approve this for 16-year-olds, and there's no other data available, and it just goes on and on. And then it's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why are all the big companies now, Pfizer, Moderna, which Moderna even said on their website the vaccine's Essentially, didn't say they didn't say dangerous, but they essentially said it's dangerous. Just get sick, get better. Uh, just take alternative therapies. The vaccine is not worth anything. It's worthless. AstraZeneca, like all these companies, they're like, don't take it. It's not going to do anything. We have no data on this. We have no data. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. But then they'll tell you in the same, the same, you know, face out of the corner of their mouth. Oh, it's got a this percent effectiveness rate. It's got this percent, that 90 percent, 95 percent. And then it's like, well, OK, so you don't know. I mean, UK, the, the, the whole EU, Pfizer, they're like, look, this thing is it. We don't know about fertility. It causes infertility. We're not sure what it does to the placenta. So you shouldn't get it if you're pregnant. You should avoid pregnancy before and after and then that was back in December of last year, then March of this year, just last month. Moderna begins testing COVID vaccine in babies and young children. By the way, the same month that information came out about the fertility, Dr. Fauci said COVID-19 vaccine trials on pregnant women and young kids will begin in January. Oh, wonderful. Pfizer to begin vaccine clinical trial in pregnant women, February 2021. Wall Street Journal, Moderna begins testing COVID vaccine in babies and young children. Johnson & Johnson is going to do it. Pfizer is going to do it. AstraZeneca is going to do it. Do you want to prevent pregnancy? AstraZeneca may be able to help. Moderna is going to do it. Oh. So basically they tell you they have no data. They're uncertain what it does. But then in the same sentence they'll tell you 
Yeah, we're pretty sure it causes infertility. I've got the World Health Organization in the 90s back into the 70s telling me they've got fertility regulating vaccines. But you can't just tell people take the fertility regulating vaccine. They'd be like, you're psychotic, you know, unless they were a virtue signaler. I got my vaccine so I wouldn't have a child, so I wouldn't damage the planet. And they've convinced people like birth strikers. They've convinced some people to do that. But see, people would realize this is evil. Okay, so what you have to do is convince people that they're fighting for black justice when Black Lives Matter wants to destroy the family structure and and destroy all men, including men like George Floyd and people like, you know, Daniel Prude. Now, those weren't great individuals. Those were drug addict criminals. However, Black Lives Matter says they want to destroy the human family structure. They want to raise children in villages. They want all their comrades to come together in unison in a giant collective commune. That's That's what they said. So you're not really fighting for black justice. You're fighting for the destruction of Western civilization. Maybe you think that's great. Maybe you can go to California, into a public school, and chant the name of an Aztec god, Tietzcatlipoca, god of mirrors and basically the, the Aztec devil. And you can go chant that and, you know, take God out of schools, which is morality, and just get rid of anything that's good and replace it by things that are horrific. Because that is how we progress forward. That's the wonderful new normal that we're in. And that's how the world changes for the better. You won't own anything. Associated Press says there's the, the new normal is really great. The old normal wasn't really that great in the first place. Klaus Schwab says we're going to get rid of uh, you know you know your house and your car. And the Biden administration now is putting hundreds of millions of dollars in the COVID nineteen relief. By the way, like eighty nine plus million dollars is earmarked to it might even be more than that. Hundreds of millions are earmarked to basically redesign highways and roads and get rid of highways because they're racist, of course, literally, and to get people to take public transportation so they won't have cars anymore. And the few people that have cars, eventually they'll have self-driving cars, which will then sell you the idea so that you get a driverless car, which then you won't be able to control at all. And we just all kind of dance our way into oblivion thinking this is fantastic. What a utopian world. I can have sex as much as I want, and no one gets pregnant. There's no more children, no more babies, no more diapers, no more overpopulation, less carbon. It's a wonderful, wonderful life. We just dance our way into the final ring of hell and shake hands with the devil. And we know because of the lacking of our will to do something about what's happening, we know we ultimately deserve what's happening to us. Deep down, the spirit is still there, and it comes out in some people. It comes out in one person who, with a few words that are contrary to what everybody else as a sheep says or thinks, and contrary to what the news or the media says, one person with a contrary word can literally change the entire paradigm. That's how powerful that spirit really is. A single act by the Florida governor, I don't know, maybe he's a bad guy, but a single act, an executive order that says you can't force people to participate in commerce with a vaccine. You can't force them to get the vaccine to participate in commerce. And the whole country loses their minds. He's a Nazi, white supremacist. What? He's Hispanic. What are you talking about? And then that just changes things and people see, oh, well, maybe there is hope. Oh, maybe... Things don't have to be this bad, and it encourages other people to do what's right. 
It encourages other people to speak. Now, obviously, because of the nature of the subject matter and because of the nature of virology, immunology, germ theory, because of the nature of hyperbolic exaggerations and false associations and false dilemmas, we wind up in a position where people say, well, the COVID-19 thing was a result of 5G. Now, maybe 5G exacerbates it. I'm sure that it's not great for the body. I know that it operates on the same wavelength that our, our it, it basically, it damages the skin. It damages, you know, the our, our cognitive abilities. Our cell phones do that. It's in the mainline literature. It's not debated anymore. But did it cause COVID-19? Probably not because there were 5G centers here in Rochester, New York, long before Wuhan. So I consider that a false association. However, there's probably some level of credibility to that. And the reason that this is so important in terms of the language we use is because when you say, there's no such thing as a virus, well, that just is totally asinine because even if you don't believe in germ theory, which is a, it, what it's at, it's a theory, which was recanted, you know, which was just based on fraud and theft of Louis Pasteur taking things from people like Becamp. Even if you, you believe that, viruses, whatever they are, it's not that viruses don't exist, it's that they don't cause disease. So people that say viruses don't exist, that doesn't do anybody any favor. That means you don't fundamentally understand what, what germ theory is or what the opposition to germ theory is. You don't understand either one of those things, so maybe you should figure out what it is before you open your mouth. People just running around, oh, 5G started the COVID-19 pandemic. Oh, and then they, at the same time, with cognitive dissonance, believe that it started the pandemic, but there's, no, there's really no pandemic. You know? It's like there's, there's something there. They, the Bill Gates, Bill Gates and, 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 and uh, Perry Bright, they patented coronavirus research, right? Like there's something there because they've biologically, genetically engineered something. It could be a genetic marker, a tracker. It doesn't mean that it makes you sick, but they can in- introduce what you call a virus. It doesn't mean it's going to make you sick or it's going to make you ill. But they could alter the environment to make you sick and ill and call it a virus. We have the technology now to do that. We have the technology to essentially create germ theory and make it not a theory, but to make it a reality. We can take things, alter them, and place them into the body. That's what makes you sick. The basic principle, all vaccines cause autism. People just yell that. Now, maybe if you're being kind of facetious and you're, I get it, but if you're just yelling that, that's stupid because vaccines don't cause autism. Vaccines cause neurological degeneration. That's in the medical literature. Therefore, as a result of that, it will cause things like autism. It will cause things like ALS. It will cause things like Alzheimer's disease. So when the Hill and the Associated Press and all the big papers, they're like, conspiracy theorists believe that the vaccine causes Alzheimer's. This is a theory. It is a conspiracy, and it is false, fake news, QAnon, Trump supporter nonsense. And then it's like you read microbiology and infectious diseases, and they're like, yeah, it'll fold proteins inappropriately in the brain, and you'll get prions disease. What's prions disease? Neurological degeneration, which causes, wait for it, 
ALS, wait for it, autism, wait for it, Alzheimer's disease. So it's the wordplay. And so it doesn't do anybody any good when you just go around and you say, I got to get the vaccine because they proved it safe. And it doesn't do anybody any good when you say, I'm not going to get the vaccine because it causes autism. None of that does anybody any good. All that does is play into the hands of the planners and the schemers and the deceivers and the manipulators and the psychopaths and the sociopaths and the criminals and arguably the aliens. Okay, I don't know what else to call them because they're not human. It plays into that. And that's not critical thinking. It's not critical thinking to blindly believe what authority tells you. And if you don't believe what authority in the traditional sense of the mainstream tells you, you believe in the authority of what the alternative tells you. And that's just asinine. That's not thinking for yourself. You know, I like people, they take on the euphemisms and the idea like, I took the red pill and I'm woke now and I know all about the Illuminati and all about the satanic reptilian blood sacrifices at the Super Bowl. They're actually performing the real ritual under the 50-yard line, you know? And at the Olympics, oh my God, don't get me started. They're doing all kinds of human genetic experiments in the stands. It's like, what the, f- what are you talking about? You know, it, it, and then, and then, That gives precedent to the mainstream. Understandably, I get it. No wonder they want to censor you because you are crazy. No wonder. Do I believe in censorship? No, because we should have an open proliferation of ideas. And that's what this show is about. Because I can look at the the literature for the vaccine or what scientists and doctors are saying. And then I can listen to what others who disagree are saying. And then I can determine, because I'm a free human individual being with a soul and a spirit, what I want to believe is true based on the evidence, not based on what Fauci said, not based on what some other random doctor said, not based on YouTube videos that tell you they're going to expose the Illuminati pandemic, but based on effing reality. All right? And that doesn't mean I know anything, because I know virtually nothing. But what I do know... is intuition. I do know that my chalice and my cup is open to the divine influence of those things that rain down from above. I do understand the direction of will. I do understand the wand. And I do understand the direction of the mind to the direction of the sword. And I do understand the preservation of the body, the preservation, the protection of the pentacle. I do understand those magical concepts. And those magical concepts are understood by the psychopaths and the sociopaths that want to control your life and your world. They understand magic. They understand symbols. They understand the occult. And they use them to control you in ways that you don't understand through words and through magic. And those words, how do we spell them? With letters, which are symbols. And what do we do with those letters and symbols? We spell them. We cast spells with them. And when we write them in an elegant way, a planned, elegant design, we curse with those words. We create cursive, and we curse people. So you might think, this is a conservative radio show. This is all about the COVID-19 vaccine. It's about the New World Order. And then you think, well, that's great. I love the New World Order. Tell me more about the Illuminati. And others are like, that's crazy. I'm going to turn it and go watch Don Lemon or Dr. Fauci. And then others realize, wait a minute. There, there's, there's a deeper concept here that's being described on this show and so many others, many of which do better jobs than I do. Uh, and we do better jobs than them on some things. Dozens of other radio shows, dozens of podcasts, 
thousands of speakers from around the world, doctors, scientists, activists, moms and dads and little kids that know more about reality than all the big professors who are brainwashed and conditioned into a certain way of thinking. What we do is provide information and a perspective. You get to decide if you choose to think critically or if you choose to think perceptually critically within the paradigm and the bias of your mainline alternative independent as an institutional form of thinking as it unfortunately is uh, mindset. I'm here to provide you with the information I'm here to provide you with the perspective and to tie things together that otherwise would not be tied together. It's a giant jigsaw puzzle, and it's a giant labyrinth that once you maneuver through, you you find the beast and can slay the beast in the middle. Uh, Psychopaths, criminals, serial killers, often in the criminal psychology, they want to be caught. That's why Bill Gates laughs on television. That's why the companies say, look, we have no safety data on this, but you're going to take it anyway. It'll probably cause infertility, but legally you actually don't have to be forced to take it. You can say no. But people accept, no, I'll just do it. Yeah, sure, whatever, I'll do it. Fine, I'll take it. I'll take the vaccine. I'll take this. I'll take that. Let me have it. Let me add it. I'll take two, three, four, five, six, whatever you want. Just don't call me crazy. Don't call me a conspiracy theorist. It's like, think for yourself. Not because I said it because you have the ability to do that thinking for yourself real critical thinking no politics no left right no biden trump no i support science if you support science then read read what the science actually says not what the headline in the article or the journal says that's independent free thought that's powerful that's empowering and that's the essence of the secret teachings i'm ryan gable And this is The Secret Teachings here on The Fringe FM, our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. Subscribe to the archive to get access to the montages, all the shows. You can download those shows, listen to them when you have the time to do so, take them with you. And you also get access to all the digital books. www.thesecretteachings.info. It supports you, the network and the secret teachings allowing us to do this show five nights a week stay safe stay informed contact us at rdgable at yahoo.com stay healthy and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast time's up time may be up for tonight's broadcast of the secret teachings But don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.